You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is a local music show. Uh, we just heard Aya Simone with her debut single entitled Frostbite, which was released on uh, Bandcamp, uh, maybe I, th- I think on June 1st. And uh, coming up, uh, here's another Bandcamp release uh, Dr. P. Larson, Morning of the World. Thank you. 
listening to the local music show here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We just heard a track by Dr. P. Larson. It's called Morning of the World and it is on a compilation recently released by his label Daggeretti Records, uh, which is called Color is Not a Crime, uh, which was a benefit compilation for the Detroit Justice Center uh, released on Bandcamp on June 5th. And Dr. Pete is a veteran of the local music scene, but he's also an epidemiologist. He has a PhD studying infectious diseases. So with that in mind, we invited him to have a word with us. All right. Uh, We've got Dr. Pete Larson here. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks, Shelly. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you? Super good. Uh, so, uh, thanks for having me. Oh yeah, of course. Thank, thanks for coming on the show. So some of our listeners might know that you're a uh, veteran of the local music scene. Uh, you've been playing in bands for many years. Uh, but, and you're, uh, you're also an epidemiologist. Uh, we're very lucky to have an epidemiologist here in the local music scene. Could you just briefly... Tell us a little bit about your background as an epidemiologist. Um, so I'm an epidemiologist from the School of Public Health at, at the University of Michigan. Um, did my PhD there and on mostly on, on on malaria things and worked in Sub-Saharan Africa on public health things for a long time. Um, and but done things domestically and you know HIV, snake bites, malaria, you know intestinal disease, child disease, all different kinds of things. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I wanted to ask you some questions about the uh, COVID-19 pandemic that's happening right now. And, sure. uh, you know, some some listeners have sent questions as well. So uh, this is maybe seems kind of basic, but I just wanted to ask this because I feel like I'm I'm seeing a lot of people saying that if you're outside, it's okay to not wear masks or be six feet apart. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people just be like, if you're outside, it's fine. So what, what, what's your opinion on that? 
Well, part of the problem in asking, you know, an epidemiologist about any of these kinds of things is like, we're never going to tell you that something is completely safe because it's not. It's like there's levels of risk. So, yes, you know, not wearing a mask outside and hanging out with your friends is less risky than sitting in a bar, not wearing a mask and hanging out with your friends. But it's not completely safe. And so, like, you know, if you want to maximize, you know, everyone's safety inside or or outside, it's a really good idea to wear a mask. I mean, even if you're outside and you're six feet away from people, you know, the research has shown that, that, that like, aerosolized particles, you know, carrying COVID-19 can travel up to 27 feet outside. That's so, pretty far. It's really far. And, you know, I mean, and to be fair, you know, that it, it ends up being a small amount. And, you know, you, you know, your, your, you know, risk of infection goes up the more you're exposed to something and the more diluted it is, the it will go down. But it's not completely safe. I mean, certainly I've, you know, gone out and hung out with friends outside and not worn a mask, you know, but I'm not going to go up and hug them, you know, you know, as much as I want to, you know, it's a sad, you know, state of affairs, but I just can't do it right now. I'm not going to shake hands and I'm not going to like, you know, I'm going to like be, you know, spread apart like 10 feet because I just don't trust myself to measure out six feet because this is like, you know, as grim as it is, I mean, this is, you know, we're all trying to make sure that all of us, you know, ourselves and all the people we know and love, you know, are as healthy as they, they can be. And it's at least risk they can be. And, you know, if I were to get infected, I wouldn't know because you don't know when you get infected with these things. Yeah. And with with COVID-19, what part of the problem is, is that symptoms don't appear until, you know, a week or two weeks after you've been infected. And during that time, you're able to transmit to other people, even though you're not feverish, you're not coughing. You know, you don't know, you know, that you have this thing. You can be transmitting to people. So, like, you know, my attitude is, is whatever I do, you know, like putting on a mask or like standing far away from people or like, you know, you know, not shaking hands or hugging. I'm doing those things to protect other people, you know, in the in the terrible case that, that, that I'm infected. You know, I don't want to spread that to people. So, you know, to answer your question, like, I don't think that people should get really cavalier about this, you know. They can't assume that, you know, this or that is 100% safe because there's no situation right now that's 100% safe except for, like, you know, you know, not leaving your house, which is, you know, obviously nobody wants to do that, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, on top, you know, outside of that, you know, it's like wear a mask, you know, try to keep your distance from people. You know, we can we can hear people talk through the mask. It's not a big deal. You know, and, you know, the more we try and, like, you know, be aware, you know, of the risks, the more we're going to protect people in the end. All right. Uh, thank, thank you for that thorough answer. Uh, one listener asked, uh, how much of a difference does the thickness of the mask make? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't want to be like these people that are like, you know, wearing chicken wire over their face and calling it a mask, you know, like that's ridiculous. But any, any, any type of like standard, you know, cloth mask, a surgical mask or whatever, 
is going to keep your like spit from from you know spreading out in front of you as you talk or you know your cough or whatever. And that's really the point. You know, the masks aren't to protect us from other people. The masks are to protect other people from us. Yeah. And so whatever amount of cloth you have in front of your mouth is is keeping that 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 number of of particles you know from spraying out to other people. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, there's like N95 masks and there's like all these fancy masks and everything, you know, but, you know, really we're, you know, we're, we're, ju- we're just trying to do the best we can. And if, if all you got is like a cloth mask, you know, if all you got is a cheap surgical mask, well, you know, wear it, you know, it's, 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 it's going to help a lot. Okay. That's, that's very good to know. Uh, another listener asked, uh, what do you feel is the most misunderstood about this situation? Oh, there's a lot of things that are misunderstood about the situation. Um, the first thing that people don't seem to really understand is, like I said before, like even though you do not have symptoms, you can transmit. A lot of people really don't understand that because they associate coughing and fever with disease. And they think, well, until I have a cough and a fever, I don't have disease. And that's not the case. Coughing and the fever is, is a reaction of your body against infection. And so, you know, you can be infected, but your body just hasn't reacted yet to it. And the virus, you know, will take advantage of that. You know, it'll lay low and, you know, you know, before fever starts going up and do all its business and, like, start replicating and everything. And it will start transmitting because, like, you know, you don't feel bad, so you're doing all the normal things you do. And this is true of influenza, all different kinds of diseases. And people really don't have a handle on that, you know. Another thing that people don't really have a handle on is that the... You know, certainly there's illness, but there's also severe illness. And a lot of people really don't understand, or even scientists don't really understand, like, you know, why some people become extremely sick and other people don't. And so, like, certainly, you know, people who are, like, lifelong smokers, for example, or, like, you know, have metabolic syndrome or high blood pressure or whatever, they're going to be at risk for severe disease no matter what. But we're seeing a lot of cases where people who are healthy, you know, like, you know, 30 years old, perfectly healthy, you know, are all of a sudden so ill they have to be put in an ICU and put on a vent. And there's no way to predict that. And so, like, you know, people are, you know, don't understand that. And so you see a lot of young people going out, not wearing masks, not distancing, you know, having big parties, you know, and thinking that they're not going to get really, really sick or their friends are not going to get really, really sick. And there's no guarantee of that. Certainly young people you know, are less likely to become extremely ill than extremely old people. But we've seen a lot of cases of, of really young people getting extremely sick and even children getting extremely sick. And so, like, the point is, is, like, you know, we just can't let our guard down. You know, you can't get cavalier about this thing because this is so absolutely serious. Thank you. Uh, I agree completely. Um, another... Uh, just kind of to continue with that. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what do you wish people would do that they're not doing? Or if there is, do you have any like, you know, thing you want to tell everyone about the situation? I wish everybody would stay home. Like seriously, like nobody used to be going out right now. I know that everybody wants to go out. You know, I understand that too because I, I you know, I've. I, I do music. I, I see music. I love music. 
you know, music is a, is, 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 is a huge, huge part of my life. And it makes me die a little bit on the inside every single day to think that, like, you know, I'm not going to go to see a show anymore again. You know, I'm not going to play a show again. All these things really hurt me. But the reality is, is like, you know, everybody has to stay home as uncomfortable as it is. If you got to socialize with people, have them come out and hang out in your backyard and spread those chairs apart. But don't go to bars, you know. Like, I go down Main Street, and I see people, like, you know, hanging out in the bars or whatever. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this right now? You know, is like I understand that you know, you know, the service industry needs our help. I understand that, you know, but you know, humanity also needs help. And service industry people, they should be getting help from the government or somebody to help cover their wages because they're at major risk for getting sick because customers are coming in, sitting down, getting drunk, not wearing masks, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs, doing whatever, you know. And so, what I'm telling the world right now is everybody just needs to stay home. You know, that's the main thing that people need to do right now. You know, stay home. Again, stay home. Again, you know, if you got to socialize with people, you know, the backyard's there, you know, you know, get some chairs, spit them out, you know, wear masks, whatever, hang out, you know, talk to your friends. But, you know, you know, for God's sake, you know, stay out of the bars, you know, please. Uh, so, you know, as you just mentioned, uh, music big part of your life it's a big part of my life uh you know it, it's it's life it's our it's our it's life yeah music is yeah. literally life so i'm also wondering uh what policies or situations would need to be put in place for people to be safe in attending live music or other public events that's a really hard question i don't think i mean i i, I certainly I mean, I can, I can tell you what what can't happen. Okay. No, we can't have live music events indoors. Like, it just cannot happen right now. Um, the, the risks are just too great. So, like, you know, it, it, before we were, you know, we started the interview, we were chatting about that house party in Celine. You know, well, we had 61 cases attached to that that single house party, and there was like 100 kids there. And you think about a live music event, you know, even at a small place like, you know, like UFO Factory, for example. I mean, you can easily get, you know, 100 people in there. And do you really want to have a live event and have, like, all the people who come to, like, live and enjoy music and feel alive and feel good about, you know, the world and, like, you know, see their friends and do all these things? Would you, you really want those people to get sick? And, you know, for me, the answer is absolutely not. You know, I can't stomach that idea. You know, at the same time, you know, there's not a, like, it's not really well understood, you know, how uh, COVID-19 transmits in large groups. So, you know, can we have live music events outside? It's possible. You know, if, you know, if everybody's sort of spread apart and wear masks or whatever, or even this idea of like drive-in concerts, you know, which I think is kind of weird, but, you know, it's possible. We can do it. You know, it's, it's like not you know, with some thought and, and care, you know, it might not be impossible, you know. Um, should that happen tomorrow? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's going to take a little bit more information to understand, like, you know, how this thing, this thing might transmit, you know, outside in large groups of people. We just don't know that. The Black Lives Matters, Matters protests um, were uh, encouraging 
in that we had large numbers of people out there doing the right thing, going out and protesting police brutality and systemic systematic systemic racism and and all the terrible things that this country is like has to deal with at some point. And then we saw like almost no transmission as a result of those protests. And so that's extremely encouraging for things like, you know, live music events outside. You know, yeah, it might be possible if everybody like commits to wearing a mask. And if whoever's putting on the show like goes around and says, keep your mask on, put your mask on. If you don't wear the mask, you got to go, you know? So, you know, is it, you know, the death of live music? You know, I don't think so. Is it going to take some thought? Yes, of course. I'm almost afraid to ask this question, but do you, I mean, do you think that eventually uh, we'll be able to have shows indoors again? I think it's, I mean, I, I, you know, you, you can't say never, you know, because that, that's just too extreme, you know. Um, you know, there's always a possibility that there will be a vaccine. Um, there's always that possibility. I don't know that it's going to be easy to create a vaccine. I don't think it's going to come tomorrow. Even if it does come tomorrow, it's going to take a long time for it to be accessible to everyone. Um, just because it takes time to manufacture and distribute these kinds of things. Um, so, you know, every day we're accumulating new knowledge about COVID-19 and how it, how it behaves and, and how our behavior impacts its behavior. Um, and so, you know, with every step we take, you know, in terms of learning about the disease, learning about behavior, developing vaccines, developing treatment methods, you know, all these things will, will push us to the point where, you know, we will be held to have live music again, like we did before, you know, we will be able to have, you know, movie theaters like we did before, you know, these things will happen again. So as for when, I don't know. I can't say that. I can't say, you know, but will it happen eventually? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good to know. There's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, there's always there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we, you know, humanity is is you know we're incredibly resilient animals. You know, you know we were given these large, huge challenges, and and you know we generally you know will, despite all of our issues, rise to the occasion and 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 do something about it. You know, we have a long history of doing that. And public health in 2020 is is miles beyond you know where public health was back when we were doing things like developing the polio vaccine or like, you know, eradicating smallpox, you know, you know, it's going to be, you know, we have a whole lot of like a large body of knowledge behind us right now, you know, that's, that's doing us going to do us a lot of good in this case. That's, that's reassuring too. Um, so this is a question, uh, I understand if you can't comment on this, uh, because you're an employee of the University of Michigan, but uh, do you have any thoughts about the university's plan for having in-person classes? Well, you know, I, can't, I I'm definitely not speaking for the university in any way. Yeah. Even, even I'm not even speaking in a, in a professional capacity. You know, um, I think that in general, all schools are going to have to deal with the hard question, the, the reality um, that, you know, having in 
in-person classes and having large amounts of students on campus um, is is going to be an extreme risk. Uh, this that again that house party in Celine should be an indicator to everyone. You know that you know if universities open up in the fall, you know business as usual and bring large large numbers of students to the town, like it's ex- going to be an extreme risk. Um, and you know we should all be concerned that staff, you know, on every level, you know, from you know you know faculty on down to like you know janitors or anyone you know, even graduate student instructors are going to be at extreme risk, you know, for, for, you know, for disease because students will not, you know, distance, you know, they will have house parties, you know, it's just a fact it's going to happen. So I think the university, not just this university, and this is, this is an ongoing discussion with, you know, all across the, the, the country, you know, debate of, you know, you know, whether there should be classes in fall or not, you know, and, I think they're going to have to like, you know, look at the past few weeks and look at the, you know, the weeks coming and 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 really make, you know, some tough decisions. And it's going to it's going to cost them very very much. Yeah. Um I understand that everything is uh quite unpredictable right now, but uh to some, to some people, I mean, you know, like like the like you know, like it's not really unpredictable to me. <laughs> like, okay. like, well, like well, I've sort of seen this happen, like, you know, over the past few months and it's like, Oh yeah, this is what's going to happen, you know? And, and, you know, things would open up and people would start having parties and like, whatever, you know, we'd get transmission back and, and, you know, it's, this is the way it's going to be for the rest of the summer. So like, I don't know. Well, my, you know, my question was, uh, what do you think we should expect for the next month and next couple months? Um, we're going to definitely see our mortality numbers go up, for sure, um, because we're seeing cases go up, and generally deaths are are lagged um, from from when they're discovered as case. So, like you go to uh, you know a, a hospital, you know feeling bad, having fever, or whatever, you know you're tested, you test positive, and then over the next few weeks they they provide care, and some people don't make it, you know. So you know we're definitely going to see our mortality numbers go up, for sure. Um, you know, we definitely, you know, should be, again, encouraging people to stay at home, you know, like, you know, if you got to hang out with people, stay at home, you know, because this is not going to get any better, you know, and in fact, it's getting much, much worse. And, you know, I hate to be dark and dire about it, but, you know, it's like, this is, this is real. There's people out there saying it's not real and it's absolutely a hundred percent real. And, you know, we just got to be all be aware of that you know, and protect ourselves and our, and our friends and family, you know, at all, you know, even if it's not fun. Is there, uh, anything else that isn't being talked about that people should be doing, you know, other than stay home, wear a mask? I think, you know, as, 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 as people, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's not, not a whole lot you can do. Um, you know, staying home and wearing masks are the two major things that you can do, you know, um, and, and, you know, just be aware, you know, don't do stupid things, you know, don't have house parties, you know, um, really simple things. Stay at home, wear a mask, real simple. Stay at our bars. Stay at home, wear a mask. Uh, don't lick faces. Thank you very much for talking to us. Uh, yeah, no problem. Do you have any thoughts about... 
how to pass the time uh, in a creative way while play this music. is happening. Play music. Yeah. Do art. Play music. Listen to music. Buy records. You know, watch people play music online. Support your local artists. Support any artists that you love, you know, local or not, you know. Because, like, every, every musician out there right now, you know, you know, myself included, like, we all lost all our gigs this year, you know. And, and you know, I have a day job, so, it's you know, financially it's not a huge deal for me, you know. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that this is what they do, you know, is make music and do art. And they really, really need your support right now. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, thanks so much for talking with us today. Is there anything else... Uh, you want to tell our listeners? No, I love CBN. Love all y'all. You know, and thanks for thanks for having me on here. Uh, we love you too, and uh, we will be talking to you again soon. I'm sure. Awesome. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Doctor yep. Pete. Once again, this is the Hulk Music Show here on WCBN FM, Ann Arbor.
show here in WCBN FM Ann Arbor that was Idle Ray with water comes in through the windows uh, from their demo on Bandcamp before that we heard uh, Neighborhood Griot by Sterling Tolls featuring Timeline and Raphael Leofar uh, which was on a recently released Bandcamp compilation called Black Music for Black Liberation. And before that, we heard Ypsilanti's own Jim Sherwick with Don't Even Say, uh, also recently recorded and released on his SoundCloud. And coming up, uh, here is Beyond Existence. By Who Dat, uh, who recently released their Heavy Thoughts EP. 
on Bandcamp on May 1st.
Listening to the local music show here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Uh, we just heard River Spirit uh, with We're Not the Same from their album Constant Lullaby, which was released back in March 2020, right at the beginning of the quarantine. It feels so long ago now. And before that, we heard uh, Ian Fink with a track called. I love music from his solo recordings collection released in June, uh, which he recorded live in his house the morning of June 5th, 2020, in memory of Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, David McAtee, Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, and all those killed by police in the U.S. And in tribute to those protesting police violence in the U.S. at this time. And we are going to finish up the show here uh, with a track by Pure Rave, uh, which was also released uh, in June. And we'll see you next week. Here on the Local Music Show, Wednesday night, 9 to 11, WCBN FM Ann Arbor.